Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real-life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. On this episode, I am excited to welcome back one of my favorite guests to the show, Dr. Erhard Vogel. And we've been doing these monthly series. Um, We've been talking about different topics with the goal for each episode to help anybody who's willing to listen, who's listening to these episodes, to learn how to actually experience yourself. Um, We've been talking a lot about being engaged in, in a practical process that will help you and help you respond to those internal signals that we all get uh, every day of our lives. And each of these episodes is, is really a reminder for all of us to value ourselves enough to do this inner work, uh, to be willing to do this and to take these steps to change your life. And so uh, each of these episodes, we, we have such an amazing conversation each time we were I start off with one topic. I don't tell Erhard what the topic is before we get started and we just roll with it and see where we go. So Erhard, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. So just for those who are new to you, I'm going to briefly read your bio and then we're going to get into today's topic. So Erhard is recognized as one of the foremost meditation and self-realization teachers in the world. He's the founder of the Nataraja Yoga Ashram in San Diego. And Erhard's teachings are a unique combination of time-tested wisdom and pragmatic method. If you've listened to any of these episodes before, you know Erhard teaches from teaches to know, not to talk at us, but to teach us so that we can take what we talk about on these episodes and experience in our experience it in our own life so that we know what that we can understand and know what that what that means for us in our own lives. Erhard teaches not from books or from other people's ideas, but from his own profound life experience. And his most recent book is called The Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, an Ancient Story for the Modern World. So Erhard, are you ready to get into today's show? I sure am. All right. So today I want to talk about resisting our current circumstances. And what I mean by that is I've, I've noticed this pattern in my own life. I've noticed this with a lot of my friends where it's not uncommon for us to fight where we currently are. Um, and what I mean by where we currently are, I'm talking about maybe we're in a, a relationship we're not satisfied with, or maybe we're in a job that we're not happy with. And so we're in this, we get in this state of resistance because we don't want to be in that place. We don't want to be unhappy in the job. So maybe we pretend that we're happy, even though we're not, or maybe we pretend we're happy in the relationship, even though we're not. And and from that place of, of resistance, of, of resisting our current state, we, we try to act from that. We try to act while we're in resistance. And what I found in my own life that all that does is bring more chaos to an already chaotic, uh, an already chaotic situation. So I wanted to talk about that today and get your thoughts on that and and see where this takes us. Well, what occurs to me immediately is that when we're in situations that we don't like, or maybe even can tell that they are harmful to us, Mm-hmm. Because to be, uh, let's say, to be in a job that you know is not the job for you, but you have to stay there because you're insecure about getting another job 
and you have to pay the rent and stuff like that, but you know the situation is not good for you, uh, the first thing to recognize is that the situation most likely will not change itself because you don't like it. Right. Or even because it's not beneficial to you or even harmful to you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change itself, which means it's actually up to somebody else to change it for you, right? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> that's somebody being you. It's up to some somebody to change it, and that's somebody it's being you. It's up to you to do something right. about it. Right. Not to wait for somebody else to do it. Exactly. circumstances and conditions to do it for you. Right. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Um, so that's the first point, that it's your opportunity, not only your responsibility, but your opportunity to be a master in your life, be an expert in your life, and be in charge and have and convert to situations that are beneficial to you. Right. But for that, you have to be aware of what's going on inside of you. Right. Well, okay, I'm aware that I'm dissatisfied, that I'm angry and so on. But are you aware of the fact that you're dissatisfied not because of the situation, but because you didn't do anything about it? Yeah. See, that's different. Yeah, it is. And, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show about those, about being able to respond to those internal signals, right? Because when we're in hap- unhappy, those internal signals are, are all right. They're like, they're all over the place inside of us, right? There's that internal chaos that we have going on and those signals are trying to tell us something. And what I have found in my own life with um, my own patterning is the ignoring of those signals, right? Ignoring those signals. That is the cause of the internal chaos going on. The chaos is alerting to you. No, you're still out of touch with me. You're still not in synchronicity with me. You're not with me. Right. Well, your mind, feelings, emotions, senses are not with you because you are not listening to them. Right. You're not responding to them. You may listen enough to be frustrated, but you're not listening enough to do something about it. Yes. Yes. So one thing that you mentioned at the very beginning is about Mm self-awareness. We're what we're about here is learning how to be self-aware and then respond to that awareness, not just to keep on dismissing the signals of discomfort or pain or frustration, but doing something about it. But in response to not more circumstances and conditions out there, but in response to what we experience within ourselves about ourselves. And there is the crux of the matter because people often refuse to acknowledge what's going on within. Yes. Yes. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because this came up uh, with another friend. I was having a conversation about, um, about this, this, this wanting to pretend, push away, whatever the word is of, of what is currently going on, because we want the other side of that so bad, right? We want the better job or the better relationship or whatever that is. That Which we're- you will never get by just pushing right. away what's happening. That's right. Exactly. Because you're just making more of what's happening. Plus more, 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 more. Right. Because we're, yeah. so we're in chaos and we're, we're trying to create something new and all it's going to do is create more chaos. Right. Yeah. 
And so being able to have that awareness of those internal signals, being, being willing to pay attention, to slow down enough to pay attention to those, and then understanding that, okay, and just because you're acknowledging your current situation and you're it doesn't mean that you're saying that you're going to stay there and that you're okay with staying there. Right. But if you're not willing to acknowledge it, you're never going to be able to get past it. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. Your acknowledging means not that you want to stay there. It means that you're ready now to do something about it. Yes. Yes. And that's the rare step. Yes. Doing something about it. Right. So in order to do something about it, it takes a whole shift of awareness yeah because the first the scenario you're talking about the awareness is also is always in terms of the circumstances and conditions that's where all the awareness is and the chaos that causes and on and on and on Mm -hmm. that's endless you know what is the end result you don't have to live your own life you live the life of the circumstances and conditions just like an alcoholic does yeah or drug addict does, or work addict does, or distraction addict does, or fear of myself addict does. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 So first of all, you need to have a loyalty to yourself enough to want to have a relationship with yourself. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, relationship of your mind and feelings and emotions to you. Yeah. Because those are the instruments through which you perceive, through which you experience life and express life. So if they're if they are disregarding you or even just busy distracting away from you, then you're always in chaos and always in suffering. Right. Suffering is good because it alerts you there's something wrong here. Right. And there's some action to take. There's something to do that we're not meant to stay in that state of, of dissatisfaction or whatever it might be in the moment. But there's many, I mean, I know I've done that over the years in my life where I stayed in something that I knew my, in the internal signals were screaming at me, but yet I couldn't act. But yet I still, as you said, I still expected the situation to change. No. So we human beings with our mind, feelings, emotions, senses, intellect, and intuition, we have all of the instruments, fine, powerful, alert, clear instruments by which we can figure out this situation, mm-hmm. acknowledge it to ourselves, and then do something about right. it once and for all, for real, for good, and flourish. Yeah. As soon as we do, we flourish. Right. But what... What percentage do you think of the pop of humanity does that? Very little, maybe less than 5%. Yeah. And the percentage is even lower in this country than a number of other countries that I know. But in terms of humanity, that's the general uh, situation. That's why, look at, we're, we're destroying our planet. We're killing ourselves. And do you realize when I say this? the majority of listeners will be turned off. <laughs> because here we're talking about, how, where's the scientific proof? We haven't exploded. Our planet has not exploded yet. So what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I think, you know, so far, what I, to kind of summarize what we've said, I mean, first off, 
I think the majority of people listening have that understanding or they understand those internal signals when something isn't right or something is off. I'm dissatisfied for some reason. Um, and so the awareness is that first step. Okay, I'm aware of something. So is the next step, if I don't do something about this now, my life is continuing to fall apart. Yes. Is that awareness there? Yes, it's having that. Yes, exactly. Having that awareness of dissatisfaction or, you know, whatever the situation is, having the awareness enough to understand that what I'm experiencing is, is the, the, the situation. I'm asking for something more in this situation, whatever more is new job, new relationship. I'm just using those examples because they're simple, but having that, um, that awareness and, and being, and I think what I've noticed in my own life is when I have the awareness, what I often did would fight the awareness. I would want to fight it and I don't want it. I don't want that awareness. So I don't want to have to, to think about it or have to acknowledge it. Right. So it was this constant internal battle of fighting it, which was me fighting my own, my own story, really my, my own, rea- what, what I am currently living. But that's why I pointed out also that just because we're aware of the situation, it doesn't mean we're accepting it or that we're going to stay in it for the rest of our lives. That the ex- wanting to reject the awareness is actively embracing a continuation a continuation in a life where you suffer your own dysfunctions. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is the main effect of many people's lives. Yes. So let's say that again, that rejection of where you currently are and, and wanting, not wanting to... Rejection of that awareness. Right? Yeah, rejection where of the awareness. Are, mm-hmm. Is actively embracing the continuation of that suffering. Yes. The suffering of those dysfunction, right? Yeah. And and I I think I've spent a lot of time in that and and when we're in that state when we're when we're rejecting that awareness and we're we're in that loop of that suffering, it's very easy like you talked about earlier to then um, blame other people or expect somebody else to come in and save us, fall into that victim mentality or that victim mode because we're we're suffering and we're looking for relief from the suffering but we're causing our own suffering. No, they are distractions by which you guarantee to continue and heighten your suffering. Yeah. And it's, in in many cases, it's conscious. Mm -hmm. People are aware that they're doing it while they're doing it and continuing to do it. Yeah. Remember I told you about the the story about the nurse who once said after a retreat, Everything that you said here is wonderful and would have me feel healthy and strong and peaceful and, and, and clear. And, but I know I'm not going to do it because I've suffered all my life and I'm good at it. Uh, I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> doesn't that summarize most of humanity? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. Yeah. And so that's why we're having these conversations to understand how to actually experience ourselves, to be engaged in the process. And when we have these internal signals, we can do something different about them. And I I, I think this one, particularly this, this fighting, fighting who we are, fighting where we are um, is, is so it's easy to, like you were just saying, it's easy for that to become almost natural or feel natural, not become natural. It's easy to tell ourselves that feeling that way is natural because most of the world operates in that way. And if you want to be that, I don't know what the number is, let's say one to 5% that does something different. These conversations are what we're, we're helping expose this side of ourselves so that we can start to do something different. Well, hoping is true. 
Um, look, while we are talking here, we have X number of listeners, okay? Let's say a certain proportion of them are really listening with focus. Mm-hmm. They're actually experiencing what we're talking about and experiencing it within themselves, how they may or may not perpetuate their own suffering by being attentive to it or, or, or denying it or disregarding it and so on. So we have those listeners. Everything that we're talking about is a call to respond. Yeah. Right? Every yeah. experience keeps an impression on us that we continue to respond to consciously or, or subconsciously. Right? And so it's a call for action. Mm-hmm. If you if you hear your from what we're talking about, oh, that's about me too. I I tend to disregard my own inner signals and so on. You can do something about it. Yeah. That recognition that you're doing this and that that is the cause of pain and dysfunction of your life is a signal to do something about it. Yeah. And you can right there make a determination. Okay, when when we're done with this talk, when I'm done listening to this. I'm going to do something about it. I yeah. don't know exactly what yet, but I'm determined to do something about it. And I'll work on that right away. Yeah. And that decision, I think, because often when you feel like you need, when you're doing something new, doing something new also feels scary or, um, you know, I can't do this, you know, those kinds of thoughts come up. But what I have again, noticed in my own life is when I make the decision, I'm going to do something different. I'm showing up differently. I'm taking action in some way, even if I don't have all the answers, just the decision to do that starts to soften me, open me up, help me see things that maybe I didn't see before. And it helps me to, I call it taking a stand for myself when I'm doing things like that. Only if, if you follow through. Right. Not if you have that momentary emotion or feeling, which may be completely true, but if you don't act upon it, it's not going to help you. Right. You know? and, and so and let's talk you, about actions. What, when those, because, you know, this obviously actions are going to be dependent on the person in this situation, but it, to me, you know, we often know what we should do. We just don't do it. Or sometimes yeah. the steps seems too small. They seem pointless. Oh, what's, what's that going to do when it seems so small, but you know, often again, in my own life, the smallest steps is what have led to the biggest changes because I was willing to take the small step. Well, I think the technique that a lot of people use is the things that they know to be true, but disregard it's automatic. They just put it in a, into a general yeah mental murk yeah right so even if there springs up a deter- oh the energy the the inspiration the spirit coming up and say i'm going to do something about that you thought in the mental murk and the busyness that you have busy busyness that you have set up it's automatically taken care of not yeah. done yes by not being done you know yes yes and and- that comes back to what we've been talking about that People need to learn to appreciate themselves, yeah. respect themselves, care for themselves enough to listen to their inner signals and to respond to them, not to yes. dismiss them. Yes, and I would also add trust themselves with this too, because those... trust is an absolute integral part of that. Yes. But you only build up trust 
The reason you don't trust yourself is because you haven't responded to yourself. Right. If that's the case, right? Right. Because if you if you respond to yourself, then inside it says, "Okay, I'm being heard, and it is considered important enough to make a change." With great, I'm on my way. You know. Yes. Yes, I do. And I those those again, we're talking about action here because action, the awareness is, is definitely necessary that it's a two part. It's just, and, and there's a lot more to it, but at, at a, at a simplified level, what we're talking about today is having that awareness when we're in a, in a circumstance that we're not, we don't like, we're not happy with whatever it might be having the awareness that something isn't working for me. I'm feeling these internal signals and then being willing on the other side of that to take action and do something different about it. And the action can come in many forms. It comes in many ways, but as Erhard was just saying that this, this being willing to love yourself enough to do this, being willing to take those steps and, and being able to, sorry, that's okay. Being able to trust yourself as you do these things to understand that your, your, your internal spirit wouldn't be calling you towards these things if it wasn't the right thing for you to do. Right. And, and it, sometimes it feels you know, we feel, I know I felt I've made things up or why, why would this matter? You know, but when I'm willing to take those steps, that's where the greatest change has happened. All this requires for the individual to have a relationship with herself. That I've right. said now what the fourth time today, but I always will say to have a relationship between your mind, feelings, emotion, senses, intellect, and intuition with you. Yes. So, but in order to have that relationship, you need to value yourself sufficiently to not only want to have the relationship, but insist on being in it as a constant. Not now and then. You don't have a love affair now and then. I'll call you sometime when I feel like it. No, this right. is with you all the time. That fundamental relationship doesn't exist in many people. Right. It, does, it doesn't happen by itself in the majority of people. It needs to be cultivated through understanding, through knowledge, through experience. You don't get that by just waiting for it. Right. You don't get that by even wanting it. You get it only by purposefully dedicating your time and your energy to cultivate that awareness yes again but there you need to find yourself important enough to want to cultivate a relationship with yourself you know yes and if you don't then you need to then you can look at that that's as a fundamental cause for the suffering that you do yeah and I totally agree. And, and this is one of those things, cultivating the relationship with yourself, valuing yourself enough to do this. Only you can do that. No one else can do that for you. And you can take all the classes, you can read all the books, you can do all the things, go to all the courses, or the, you know, the, the different events. But if you're not willing to sit with yourself and, and really actually spend the time to be with yourself and be in a relationship with yourself. All the other stuff is just busyness. Like we talked about and keeping ourselves busy and distracted. So we don't actually have to face the person that we are. Well, but you see the defense most people come up with, but I don't know how to do that. Well, what do you do about something that you don't know how? Well, you Google it. 
Yeah. Have Google time. No. <laughs> yeah. There, there are some things you can't Google becoming a successful brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. You can right. Google it, but it won't help. Right. It won't do it for you. And so you find in all of the, the real books from real knowing people, they always tell you, whether it's in business or anything else, go to somebody who has a proven success record of knowing, yes. of knowing the truth, knowing the fundamentals, having walked the path by herself or himself. Somebody who has been on that path and gone to the, the promised realm, right. the, the realm of light and living in joy. Yes. You, know, you need to have that. You need to have a teacher for that. And you, for that, you deserve to find the best. Yes. And you have a lot of, of books on this topic as well that you've written over the years. And that, and you're in, as we talked about at the beginning, your, your approach and what you, we've talked about on so many of these episodes is that knowing you have to experience, you have to be willing, like you were just saying, how does, if somebody says, oh, I don't know how to do this, to have this relationship with myself. Well, it starts with practice and you just keep practicing and you just keep practicing because if you're not willing you to, to know the right practices, yes, not to just keep on practicing. That's important yes. Yes. because you can find many teachers. You can find many psychologists and psychiatrists and guides and so on that help you to stay in your ego. Yeah. Because that makes you love the teacher because, gee, I don't have to change. He's just affirming everything that I've been doing all of my life. Only he's putting pretty words around it, which I love. And now I can keep doing what I'm, and I don't have to make any changes. That is a very normal response. And often those teachers who have, we've had in the past people for, who like were great gurus from India and so on. And they attracted people by the millions within one year, you know, uniformly they have been people who fed into that ego system. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying there never was one, but you, the majority fed into the ego system and therefore became so popular. People okay. would say, People, one thing they would always promise is I'll do it all for you because yeah. I have the wisdom. All you have to do is be with me and give me all of your material wealth, which is standing in your way. Give that to me. I will handle it for you because I'm so big. I can handle all of that material wealth. But just give yourself to me. Trust me implicitly and and believe in me. Don't. Don't question anything. Just believe in me. You know, and that that has been, that is how to become popular. Right. I say, I say, don't believe me. Don't believe me. Because you need to experience it and know from within and then be able to say, this is true. Right. Whatever, whatever you and I are talking about, Sloan, the listeners can right there experience and there's an inner knower that says, yes, this talks about me. This is true about me. Then you know that you're really participating and you know somebody is really speaking the truth. Right. That's how you find a teacher. Right. And as I'm hearing you talk about the other type, I, it, what came up for me also was 
searching outside of ourselves for somebody else to do something for us versus what you're saying your teaching style is don't believe me i want you to know it for yourself there's a completely different um feeling internally when you think about those two different ways because deep down i think everybody knows the answer is not for somebody outside of us to quote take care of us right i want you to know for yourself but i will help you right to know for yourself right right but right now we are talking in a way that people can experience what we're talking about. That way they can say, this rings true to me, or this, this I know from within me is true, even if I haven't thought about it before, but I, I can know right now that this is true. Mm-hmm. So then I put this into my, my whole lexicon of truth that I want to live, that I will live by. You know? Right. Yes. And it goes back to what we talked about several times, those internal signals and recognizing those. Right. And then when you do that, you will respect yourself. Right. You will trust yourself and you will make yourself flourish. Right. Inevitable. Yes. And and, I mean, such a completely different experience in life versus what we, the topic for today, talking about resisting our current circumstances. I mean, there are other options um, as to experience the world. And what we're talking about right here is, is, um, is how a person can do just that. Yeah. You see um, in, in physics, they speak about impetus, right? Mm -hmm. An impetus is a force that has an object going the direction that it's traveling on and continue in that direction. And in order to uh, change the course of that object, it takes a different force to, uh, to work again. The object has a resistance to change as it's traveling that way. And it takes a larger force to overcome that resistance and have you travel in the direction of your choice. Yes. Do you see? Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen by you observing and acknowledging the impetus that it's going that way. Yes. Yes. That's it a great example. Even yeah. have, there's not even enough to know how to resist that resistance of that impetus that is inherent to that impetus. It takes you applying the energy in a direction of your choice. Yes. And again, back to what, and we've talked about this on a, on a lot of the previous episodes, the importance of the right action, the yes. right action for whatever it is in your life. And we've, we've, we've been giving a challenge on each of these episodes to the listeners to ask them, what, what are you, what are you going to do about what you've learned today? Right. We've been talking about resisting our current circumstances. We've been talking about the awareness of, of being in a situation you're not happy with those internal signals that you get. And then the other side of that is, is taking that right action from the right kind of teacher to understand and to know, to start to move yourself in a different direction, but it, it, it starts with that right action. So let's try something right now with a, with all of us, mm-hmm. including the listeners. Let's say you, um, you're with yourself and you notice that life is not going as good as it could. First of all, change that to, I'm not making my life as good as it could be. 
Yeah. Because it's not nothing to do with life going. It's what you're doing. Yes. Right? Yes. So and then what do I do about that? Okay. And then, so, okay, come on. What is the first step or a step that you could do about that? So listener, come up with within you with something right now. What could you do? So, so we have to fill in for them. Yeah. So let's say we're talking about a job. Let's just use the job as an example, because yeah. that's an easy one. So I'm not happy in my job. So what's, what are some things I could do? I could um, start to look for another job. I could go back to school and get some different experience. I could um, work with a mentor, right? I could start um, really think, actually, I think if it was me that I was unhappy with my job, I'd start to look at what do I actually like about what I'm currently doing, if there's anything, and, and start to get to the, the root of what is it that I really want to do? Because maybe I'm doing something that I don't even enjoy. Maybe I want to completely right. shift professions. So step by step, from what you're saying, you advocate just on a, on a practical level, getting more fundamental. So maybe it's not the problem with the job itself. It's just not the kind of job I want to do. Yes. It, it doesn't fit me. It's not according to my inclinations, my talents, my likes and dislikes and so on. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So, but why did I take that job if that's the case? Do you see what I mean? Yes. So am I in touch with, enough with my own signals to tell me what is a job that is adverse to me or a job that is congruent with me or advantageous to me, a job I would like. So yeah. we haven't gone through that, you know, and ultimately go back more and more. We, you come back again to the old, tired old thing about being able to listen to yourself. Yeah. Then having a relationship with yourself. Yeah. Then how to do that and so right. on. Right. And it might be tiring to hear the truth told over and over and over again, unless you're willing to accept the truth. Right. And unless, and only that, if you're willing to stop suffering. Right. Everybody says, of course I'm willing to stop suffering. Does the evidence show, the evidence of your life show so? Yeah. It no, doesn't. for most it does not. No. So there's no. no of course about that. Right. And I think that's so, as we but talk see, about. What I'm doing now is very annoying to people who want to hang on to. Yeah what what they're accustomed to, the right. suffering they're accustomed to. They, right. they find this very annoying, the way I talk about these things. But well, you know but we, I, am, I am more loyal to those people than they are to themselves. Yes. By those yes. people, I mean the ones who refuse to stop suffering. Yes. And we're, we're going to keep talking about it because um, it's an... <laughs> because that's what we do. And, and if it's annoying, if it, if it's bringing some negative emotion like that, there's something that needs to be paid attention to. But as you said, um, you're more loyal to them than they are to, to be willing to have these conversations. You know, I have an idea. So if you're really frustrated by what we're saying here and, and so on, why don't you write to us about that? Comment and give, you know, even writing down what frustrates you might yeah. be something for you. Yeah. 
that's but an send action. Send it to us. Send it to us. Yeah, yeah. that's an action you could take. Because again, we've been asking the listeners, what are you currently doing about what you hear in these episodes? And so even if you don't agree with us, we still want to hear from you because we want to hear, uh, as Earhart said, if you write that down and, and what frustrates you about this, what annoys you about this? Why do you think it wouldn't work for you? Um, even getting that out and, and maybe even reading back what you wrote, maybe you won't believe what you, maybe you don't believe what you actually thought. Right. Maybe you just took the action of, of actually getting it out to understand that. Or maybe you write it down in such a convincing way that I will agree with you. <laughs> then you're really in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've been talking today about resisting our current circumstances. And, and we've talked about really that awareness of, of that, of, of those internal signals that we get. And, and we went, we started at the beginning of this conversation, really reminding everybody listening, including me, even though I, I, I host the show every week, these are great reminders for me. And um, I feel like Earhart is, is uh, there's little nuances each episode that we have that I, I still um, am learning to correct in my own mind. But we've been talking about how this, how to actually experience ourselves and how to actually be engaged with ourselves enough to respond to those internal signals. And again, a reminder on every episode here to value ourselves enough to be willing to do this inner work. And so talking about this topic of resisting our current circumstances and, um, you know, sometimes we're fighting where we currently are and there's this internal chaos that we have going on. And from that, we then try to build something, but we're in the chaos that we haven't even recognized is actually chaos. So being aware of that, being aware of that state of being unhappy, and then taking the right action after that, that, that key, the key, as Earhart had, had explained earlier, from the right teacher taking the right action. And so my question to the listeners is, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about it in your own life? What are your thoughts? We would love to hear from you if, if you agree with us or you don't. Um, just that action of writing it out, as we said, is, is important. And we want to hear from you. Yeah. By the way, that reminds me, uh, some of the questions and comments we received in the past week, uh, maybe we, we could address some of them. Yeah. So there was a question about, um, well, it kind of all ties into what we, we were talking about today, but, but acting from this place when we're not in accordance to who we are. And I think you've covered, you know, you, you did kind of talk through some of that, but this acting in accordance of, of, of we're not acting in accordance of who we are. And, and to me, this almost also feels like we're fighting our own story, right? We want our story to be something different. So we're fighting what the current story is. But when we're, when we're acting in this way, again, and we're, we're resisting where we are, we're not, as you said, and, and explained earlier, we're not, um, we're not coming from that. We're not in that alignment with ourselves to, to act from that place where we we're acting as one unit. It's act, we're acting as if it's a, a, we're in a separate unit from our mind and our body and our emotions. Right. Yeah, right. And that separation that we feel is again, as we've talked about so many times, that root of that suffering that we say we all want, yet we're not willing to make that change within ourselves to, to end our own suffering. Well, one modification I would make to that point, the first point is acting in accord, not just with who we are, but what we know right. about who we are. Right. right. Because that makes it more immediate. There are certain things that life has told you about yourself all your life. Yeah. If you've listened to the last few episodes or all of the episodes 
between Sloan and me, we have discussed about knowing the being that you are and what that being is quite extensively. Mm -hmm. So you could have a lot of knowledge that is different from what most people have, but real knowledge, deep knowledge about who you are. And if you need more knowledge, you know what? Get it. Right. Take the action. Right. Yeah. Take Again. The action. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Another question that we had was, um, let's talk just a little bit about how the mind works for us and against us. That was another question we got about. And I think that can tie in, especially when we're in this state of resistance, right? Because it's, it's easy. You talked about that momentum of going one way and our mind just gets on board with that. Right. And it'll just sail us to the end of time in that mindset. But well, having this- that. so, because I know where you're going with all of this. Um, our mind is the coordinator of all of our instruments of perception and self-expression, our actions. So, so by that, I mean, our mind is a coordinator of our feelings, our emotions, our senses, our intellect and intuition. They're all instruments through which we do our life and experience our life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if mind, imagine now mind being aware of itself being the coordinator of all of these and having to ha- having the position and the privilege of of bringing the experiences that they the feelings have the emotions have and so on gathering them in a focused way and then reflecting those experiences of life and of being to us who is the being who's being <laughs> Right? Right. So yeah. reflecting that. Then you would have a very powerful, harmonious, functional life because you're all informed about what is advantageous to you and what is harmful to you. Yes. Right? Yes. However, most people's minds is not focused on that. It's not focused on anything except what it is involved in at the moment. Yes. Be it a thought of that mountaintop over there or the trees over there, or look at that bird or my dog, or I got to feed myself. I got to go to work pretty soon. This and this and that. The mind jumps from one object to another, to another, to another. That's all well described in, in my books, especially in Journey into Your Center. It's the most fundamental book of instructions. So anyway... So that's there. So that's the different ways. Most people's mind is not focused on serving you. It's just running around all over the place. Right. And it is, it is dissatisfied and frustrated with that because a mind has, is born for, it's formed for the function of reflecting your experience of being to yourself. Because that's the most important thing that you are. If you weren't being, none of this would have any point whatsoever. So it's the fundamental. How can you be fulfilled if you disregard being aware of the fundamental of your life? Yeah, yeah. And the experience of being, and then the expression of the being that you experience, that is the main reason for you to be in this human life with all these wonderful instruments that you have. They're not just like a cabbage head who's, who's stuck in the ground and maybe 
responds a little bit to the sun or the amount of water in the soil. No, we have much more potential, though some people insist on living like a cabbage head and wilting accordingly. <laughs> they do. And, and it's, you know, the world can be a terrible place and a beautiful place at the same time. And if you're the cabbage head focusing on the terrible side and, and not willing to use these tools and instruments that we have to live a beautiful life, then, I mean, I guess that's your choice, but everyone has a choice in the matter. And our goal with these conversations and the purpose of why I do this show is to help people to understand that beautiful side of life and that they have a say in it. They have control. There's things that they can do. And, um, I, I think that, um, so that example of the cabbage head always makes me laugh when you say that it, it's, it's a funny visual to think about, but, but you know, while you're talking, what just occurs to me, Sloan, is that you, you're talking about the things that we know and so on. All the things that you and I are talking about are nothing new. We're not making this right. up. Right. That's been always been that way. And Almost every individual has had glimpses of that in their life. Maybe of most of the things that we're talking about, mm-hmm. but they have either not uh, not recognized the glimpses, or they have because they're too distracted, or they have recognized them and disregarded them or discarded them, thrown them away with more distraction and more busy busyness, but have not really responded to that knowledge. So that you may have experienced in your own life, through your, have had through your own experiences. That's why it's so important to respond to the knowledge, not just have the knowledge, but to respond to it. Yes. Live according to the knowledge that you have gained. Yes. Yes. And that, that's a beautiful thought to close us out today. We're coming up at the end of our time, but before we do, our topic today has been resisting our current circumstances. So Erhard, do you have any closing thoughts you want to leave the listeners with today on this topic? Let's talk about those next time. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All well, right. The closing thought is love yourself sufficiently to become an expertly attentive person to yourself. Yes. That's my thought. Awesome. Well said. Well said. My guest this week has been Dr. Erhard Vogel, author of many books, but his latest book is A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, An Ancient Story for the Modern World. And you've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more. Mm-hmm.